declare it as long as Yes, Lord, as long as I am breathing, I will always worship you. We will always worship you. We will always magnify your name. We will always give you praise, Lord, no matter what our circumstances, no matter what our situations. You are good and your mercies endure forever. You love forever. Lord God, you love, your love is everlasting. You loved us first. And so, Lord, our ways of returning our love to you, Lord, your love, is to worship you, Lord. So we choose to worship. We choose to get up out of our beds and to come and praise your name, to declare what we believe in to the heavenlies, that you are the true and living God, that we believe that you are three God in one, that your Holy Spirit and dwell within us, that you are the, the, the one and you are the creator, you were, you are and you are to come that we declare all these things in our worship lord god recognizing father god that you alone are worthy of all our worship all our glory all everything else that we do is insignificant and nothing we are here to worship you lord we are here to give you praise and we pray, Lord God, for the remainder of this service, Lord Jesus, that your presence will be with us, that your words will go out into the highways and byways and cause transformation and change lives. We pray, Lord God, that your hand will touch, your miracle-working hand will heal, and that, Lord God, we would have the courage to declare who you are, that we'll have the courage and the boldness to declare that you are God and there is no other. You are the great I am. You have freed us. You have broken chains. You have broken things off our lives that would never have been broken off. But for God, but God, we can stand. The only reason we are standing this morning is because of you. And we are eternally grateful, God. Welcome in this place and have free reign as we move on to our offering and her, our um, announcements, we just continue to praise you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Good morning, church. God is indeed good. For those who are joining us, we are so thankful that you're able to be up at this time. And if you're Checking the podcast later or the broadcast. Uh, we pray that you continue to support and listen intently. Today's morning scripture for the offering um, is taken in Malachi 3. And I'm going to read some of the verses, not in any specific order. So Malachi 3, verse 6. For I am the Lord, I change not. 
Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. And then it goes down to 11. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. And he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. Neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all the nations, verse 12, shall call you blessed. For you shall be a delight, delightsome land, says the Lord of hosts. So we realize in this scripture, there's other verses in, in, in between, but I'm just highlighting those three. He says, for I am the Lord, I change not. That alone will signify the, the idea of who we serve. We serve a God that change not. And sometimes when we are doing um, things before him, we have to realize that he changes not. That he's faithful. That whatever he says he will do, he will do. In the covenant agreement, he asks us to do our part. Because in covenant, there is a two-side, two-fold to it. Not just one person doing everything and the other person um, being likewise. So he said... Even from the days of your fathers, you have gone away from me, mine ordinances, and I have not kept them. Return unto me, and I will return unto you, says the Lord of hosts. But he said, wherein shall we return? Then now the Lord is, when you ask questions, the Lord will always give answers. When we seek him, he will not run away. He will be there to give us answers when we seek him with all our heart. He says in verse 8, Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But ye say, Wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offering. Because we have robbed God, it said we are also, we are also under a curse. Ye are cursed with a curse, for ye have robbed me even the whole nation. Not one person, but the whole nation. So one person represents the whole nation in terms of the, the lineage of God. Then he says in verse 16, Then they that fear the Lord spoke often to one another, and the Lord hearkened and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him for them that fear the Lord and that thought upon his name. So we realize we have to continue to fear the Lord because what? The Lord does not change. Anything that he tells us to do, he does not change his ideas, his thoughts unto us. We are in a covenant relationship with him where the, it is so funny that with other religions they are the one that do everything they will cut their bodies they will offer sacrifices they will do everything but their God does nothing not so with our God our God will always be there to engage in the relationship he's the one that started the relationship he's the one that will come upon our hearts 
to speak and to correct. So we, we, we are so thankful for the Lord for even showing us how to do things, how to do things in order. So Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to give back to you. And Lord, we realize that you change not. Lord, we are so thankful that you never change your mind in terms of coming to us to, to redeem us. In respect of giving us what you have given, you always make a way of provision. But you say we must do first things first. We must bring the tithe and the offering to you. For this reason, so that you will bless it and that you will remove the devourers for our sake. Lord, we are so thankful for this protection, this insurance of your goodness. Because you said if we do this, this will happen. If we do not, then that will happen. And Lord, we don't want to be under any curse in this house. So Lord, we are so thankful. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're going to play a selection in which we're going to do our closing um, prayer and then the announcements and then we get back into the, the word and the, we pray that your hearts will be always blessed as we hear and we listen what the Lord has for us. Thank you. 
So, Father, we thank you for the newness of the wine. Lord, we thank you that you are so good to us to bless us as we make this offering to you. We ask that your blessing will always be upon it. And for those who are joining us online, we pray that if you have the option to give, you can give to our PayPal account, which is newhorizonmin at gmail.com. We pray the blessing of the Lord be upon you as we continue with our announcements. In, in Roxton, Texas, having our retreat. And from our experience, we recognize that we came back knowing that God was with us. He was so with us that we started to look in, in our lives and to see ways how we can surrender more to him and allow him to be in control. We thank God for his faithfulness because everything that he had promised to do, he did. We had nothing that was unchecked. <clears throat> no box was unchecked. And so, Father, we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you, Lord, not only did you promise to come, but you came. Not only did you come, God, but you came in such force that we could not ignore you. We could not miss you. We saw you each day. We saw you in the different activities each day. As we worked, as we surrendered, as we learned, as we, we understood even more about ourselves. And we understood where you were calling us to come or to go. And so, Father, we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you, Father. That for those who journeyed to, to Texas to, to be a part of a retreat, that you took them home safely. We thank you, Father God, that as we even now we continue to plan for the new retreat that is coming up or the new conference in Jamaica in May. And we thank you that you also again will come. You will be there because it is your assignment, God. We're mere vessels through which you work. And so, Lord, we just want to thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Father. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, and we thank you, God. We can't stop thanking you for what you have started. We can't stop thanking you for the transformation that you're going to bring about in our lives if we surrender. I hear Brother Kurt mention this morning that, that you come, that some other church, religion, God, they do everything. And there God doesn't engage. But he spoke about you being the engaging God. But not only do you engage Lord. It is you who even give us the things to do. And tell us what to do. And how to do it. And then come alongside us. And walk with us as we do it. So we thank you Father. That you, you are not a God. Who sits outside. And look. But you are fully engaged. And so we praise you this morning. We declare to you, God, that we want you to make us the vessel that you can pour your new wine in. 
Lord, we came here with nothing. 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 Not even the clothes on our backs. Nothing, God. Not even the air on our heads. We came here with nothing. But all that we have is what you have given us. So make us into that vessel, God, that you can continue to pour. And we give you thanks this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. This morning, the topic of my message is, have you been with Jesus? Have you been with Jesus? About five weeks ago, we started the series on Acts, where we looked at Acts 1, Acts 2, where the Holy Spirit came. And when the Holy Spirit came, how they were in the upper room, 120 of them, and they, as they spoke, and the Holy Spirit came and gave them utterance, 3,000 men were added. And then we looked at how, last week, how this man came to Peter. He was crippled, and, 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 and when he researched, he said he was crippled for 40 years. He was crippled from birth, and he was carried by either friends or family members, and and, and left at the gate of beautiful each, each day for him to beg at the temple. And the scripture showed us that Peter saw him and Peter was moved. The man asked and Peter said, look straight at me, look at me. And, that's, and we recognize, Lord, at time that you say to us, look at me. Look at me because I am looking at you. Look straight to, at me. And Peter could not give the man gold or silver, but he gave him what he had. He gave him, he allowed him to be healed. And this morning, we want to move on to Acts 4. And, 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 and we see Peter being now coming before the, 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 the Sanhedrin, before the priests, before the captain of the temple guard, and before the Sadducees, who wanted to know from Peter what happened. They were disturbed, not only because this man was healed, but they were disturbed because this, this man was healed in the name of this very one they crucified. So they seized Peter and John, and because it was evening, they put him, them in jail until the next day. And we recognize that even when we obey God and we step out to do the thing that God calls us to do, he allows a harvest even then. And the scripture says approximately or about 5,000 persons, were, men were added or converts were added to the number. We saw Peter and John the next day coming before the teachers of the law and as Annas and the high priest and, and Caiaphas and we see them coming and they are asking by what power I'm looking at verse 7 by what power or what name did you do this and they would have hoped that Peter and John would have said something other than in the name of Jesus but verse 8 says Peter responded not out of Peter but Peter responded from, a, from being filled with the Holy Spirit. 
And he answered them and he started to talk to them about Jesus. He gave them a, 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 he gave them a message. And he said to them, it is in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth who you crucified. Who is risen from the dead. That this man is healed. So we do not, so Peter and John is saying, this man is not healed because of our power. He's not healed because of how good we are or because of what we have done or any other name. It is in the name of Jesus. And then he started to share with them that salvation is offered and is found in no one else. So no matter where you go, healing or whatever is found only in Jesus. And verse 13 brings me to where my message is going to be. It says, when they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled ordinary men they were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus I thought this morning about a sponge as I sat this morning my mind just went over to a sponge and, and how a sponge if it comes in contact with a liquid it fully absorbs it so you put sponge into liquid and it is as if the sponge becomes one with the liquid. It takes it up and it sucks it up and it absorbs it in a way that you can't even imagine. And I'm assuming that this, it was, this is how it was with Peter and with John and the disciples. That as they were filled with the Holy Spirit and even when they were with Jesus, they absorbed what he, what he had. And, and when we looked at the Peter and the John now, after being filled and compared them with the Peter and the John before, we realized that there was a difference. The Peter and the Peter before the Holy Spirit was a Peter who was, was, was afraid and who denied Christ and said, no, I do not know him. But the Peter having been filled is one who we recognize he showed Three things I want to highlight this morning. We saw Peter's emotion. He was full of compassion. Peter saw the man and the man was begging. And think about it. If someone comes begging you for money and you don't have any money, you say, I don't have any money. And you keep moving. But Peter was able to see beyond the man's need. The compassionate heart that Peter had because he was filled with the Holy Spirit caused him to see beyond what the man thought he needed. The man said, I needed silver and gold because I've accepted my condition. I've accepted that I am going to be crippled for life because I'm already crippled for 40 years. I was born this way. But having been filled, Peter said, I see beyond what you need. It is like apple. Apple produces these things and these technologies and they say, this is what you need. And Peter is saying, I see your need beyond silver and gold. I see that you need to be able to walk so that you can move, so that you can go, so that you can work, so that you can move around without having been carried. And we recognize that when you are with Jesus, you're even your emotion to things and to people change. Peter could have gotten angry. He could have gotten so angry because this man asked him for money and he could have said, where am I to get money from? 
He could have displayed so many other emotions. And we know how in simple conversations we can have with someone and the emotions that can come about can be different. But Peter demonstrates compassion. We also saw that they said in verse 13 that when they saw the courage of Peter and John, they realized. So we recognize another situation that having been with Jesus, Peter is now demonstrating confidence. He's demonstrating courage in the one that he knows. Peter who ran when Jesus was being persecuted, now stands before a crowd and speaks of the one he once denied. That can only happen when you have been with Jesus. Peter stood and he recognized that not only am I here, have I allowed the Lord to work through me to heal this man, but I will tell you how you have helped to crucify him. I will tell you of your own need for him. I will tell you how you disowned the Holy One and the Righteous One and how you murdered him. I will tell you how you killed the author of life but God raised him from the dead. I will tell you by that in faith in the name of Jesus, this man now stands as healed and is made strong because of Jesus. And so we recognize that when we, are with, when we have been with Jesus and like the sponge has been saturated by him, that he influences us not only in our emotions, but he influence, influences us in the way we are courageous and we are bold and we are confident. And so Peter and John stood because they knew who they were talking about. They did not hear about Jesus. They have been with him and the very thing that he had promised them, the Holy Spirit, came. Influenced them, impacted them, possessed them in a way that they were now different. So when you're with Jesus, the difference happens. You change, you change, you change. You are no longer angry. You are no longer upset. But you become compassionate about someone who asks you for money. When you have been with Jesus, your confidence and your courage change. We also recognize that Peter and John were unschooled. And we have been looking at this over the last three to four weeks, that they were unschooled and ordinary men. But when, because they were with Jesus, their communication changed. They spoke that those who were well learned understood. They spoke that those who thought that they could not communicate at this level understood what Peter and John was saying with clarity because God has a way of making it clear. So clear to the point that when they, in verse 20, when they, in verse 19, sorry, when they said to Peter, or 18, they said, they called them in again and commanded them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. And Peter replied and John replied, Judge for yourself whether it is right in God's sight to obey you rather than God. 
And in verse 20, Peter says, and John, for we cannot help to but speak about what we have seen and what we have heard. When we have been with Jesus, we cannot keep silent. We want to tell someone what we have seen, what we have heard, what our experience. When we have been Jesus, Jeremiah in Jeremiah 30 said, it is like fire shut up in my bone. When you have been with Jesus, like Moses coming down from the, from the mountain with the, tab, with, with, the, with the tablets, with the tabernacles, his face shone. And the scripture said, because he was with God. And so when we are with Jesus, we are seeing over and over in scripture that changes occur. They wanted Peter and John to deny the miracle. They would love for them to say it was done not because of what we do or not because of Jesus. But the scripture says in verse 16, what are we going to do about these men? The Sanhedrin conferred together and they asked. They said, everybody living in Jerusalem knows they have done an outstanding miracle and we cannot deny it. When you are with Jesus, even those who want to deny what Jesus does or can do, cannot ignore it, cannot deny it, cannot overlook it, cannot sweep it under the carpet, cannot push it out as if it never happened. And we are seeing over and over that when we are with Jesus, he causes us to do things that we cannot and could not have done because our natural abilities and our natural self cannot do it the way he does it. And so they wanted them to stop spreading this name of Jesus. Stop speaking in the name of Jesus. But when you have been with Jesus, Peter is saying, how can we help but speak? How can we not tell of others what we have seen and heard? How can we not communicate what we have seen? And as I read this scripture this, the, the, and prepared this week, but for, for today, I'm recognizing, God, that when I'm with you, my heart changes. My emotion changes. When I'm with you, my, I, I, I develop confidence. I, I, I become courageous. When I'm with you, I cannot help but communicate. I cannot help but speak what I've experienced with you. And no one can deny what God has done when we have been with him. No one can deny it. And so they threatened Peter and they threatened John. And they let them go. But they could not overlook. They could not deny what was done to the man. Because God has a way of leaving evidence that when you are with him, he leaves evidence. He leaves factual evidence. He leaves the truth that says you were or I was with him. After this morning, the Lord is asking you the question. Have you been with Jesus? Have you been with Jesus that you notice that your heart changed? And, and I recognize 
The first week we did um, Acts, I recognized the Lord started a transformation in my own heart. I recognized that it was a season where God was bringing me through to become compassionate and to be loving. I recognize that he was starting a new work in me. It's like you have lived all those years and he says, now is the time to do start this in you. And so I understand when Peter saw the man, how he could have been moved. And even as I was praying this morning and I was talking to the Lord about a compassionate heart and he and he was saying healing can only occur where there's compassion you can't pray for someone and see changes occur until your heart towards them changes and so God is asking you this morning you need to see an emotion a, a change in your emotions you need to see a change in your, in, in your confidence. You need to see a change in the way you communicate about God and with others. Come be with Jesus. If you have never been with him, today is a day. If you have never been with him where you understand his love for you, you understand, as he said, as, as, as John and, and, and Peter said, salvation is found, in, found is no, in no one else in verse 12, chapter 4. For there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. Come today and be with Jesus. Salvation is given to you. Salvation is offered to you because nothing, no Buddha, no Krishna, no Mohammed, no other God can do as, as, as Brother Kirk said this morning, I'm just repeating. The, other, the others' religion, the people keep doing, 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 trying to win love from a dead God. But we have a God who comes and steps in, into our time and extends his hand and extends his heart. And he says, I can change you. Come be with me. We recognize more and more that we cannot do this journey as a believer on our own. I cannot live it on my own. I default naturally to my normal wiring. I default naturally to the things in me that causes me to want to be proud or to be selfish or to be angry. It is a normal thing in me. But when Jesus says, when you come and you be with me, I change you from being selfish to, or self-centered to start to becoming other-centered. You now start to think about others. I change you where you are no longer desiring to be proud, but you want to be humble. I change you where you're no longer having that fear, but you want to co be courageous in me and to speak and to change the way you speak. I come and change you that you know of an experience with me. And for like the sponge, the invitation is given to all of us this morning, wherever we are. If you don't know Jesus, come and be with him. And if you have already surrendered your life to him, 
is saying to you and I this morning, we cannot live successfully unless we come away and be with him. Unless we allow him to fill us with the Holy Spirit so that we are empowered to live lives that we cannot live of our own. It is natural for me to respond the way I would have responded if I have not been with Jesus. It is natural. It is so natural. I, I can even think sometimes in my head the way I am responding. But ever so often, I am reminded that no, those thoughts are not the thoughts of people who have been with Jesus. And so he's calling each and every one of us this morning. Once you're hearing my voice, he says, come away. Come away and be with me. Come away and be with me because when you have been with me, I influence you. I impact you. I lead you. I, I show you how to navigate your way. I transform you. I begin a work in you that causes you to change. When you have been with Jesus, like Peter and Paul, we can see those around us who are in need and we can extend compassion instead of judgment. When we look around and we see those around us in need, we can share with courage, we can become bold and confidently say to them, the Jesus we know, what he can do and what he can do for them and what he has done for us. Like Peter and John, when we have been with Jesus, the way we communicate changes. We speak from knowledge. We speak from experience. We cannot continue to deny what he has done. We cannot continue to ignore his hand continually outstretched towards us. And I don't know where you are this morning, but I know where I am. I know I need to be with Jesus. I know that if, for, for a day without Jesus for me is turmoil. I know that. I know each time I allow myself to slip away, I can watch my thoughts. I can watch my actions. I can watch the thing that I do and the thing that I say because it dictates where I have been. I recognize by, even as I watch my life and sometimes it in hindsight that I recognize oh I did that I thought that because of what I didn't do I wasn't with Jesus and so, so many will ask you by what power how do you continue to do that? Or how do you live that way? Or how do you allow yourself to go through that? How do you overcome that pain? Or how do you overcome that disappointment? But when you are with Jesus, you can say to them, the Jesus I knew the Jesus Christ of Nazareth who is risen from the dead is the one who has empowered me. He has given me a compassionate heart 
and I can see him starting in me. And, he, and if you're open, he will start in you this morning. The Jesus who is risen from the dead will give you courage if you are fearful. The Jesus who is risen from the dead will teach you how to communicate. He will teach you what to say, how to say, how to act, what to do. Because everything that we do communicate that we have been with Jesus. Not only do I what, what I say share, shows it, but my action, my inactions, and, 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 and we recognize people do things differently. Some people are quiet and they shut down. That is still a communication language. Some people are reserved. It's still a coming. Whatever we do, whatever way we demonstrate our, our, our thought lives, it is communicating that we have been or have not been with Jesus. And so this morning, I wanted to just to stop and ask the Lord, Lord, have I been with you? Have I been doing the carrying on the rituals, reading, singing, praising, but I have not been with you? Have I lived a life, Lord, that is so busy that there is no space for you and I have not been with you? Have I been doing things my own way and I have yet to surrender my life to you? I have just not been with you. And this morning, God is saying to you, if you are hearing my voice, I am calling you to come and be with me. It is God's desire not to leave us where we are. It is his desire to each day mold us into vessels through which he can pour and work. It is God's desire that we are, we, we are like sponges, that we can so absorb him. But like sponges, we recognize that once we move away from the source, we can become empty again. And the sponge ever so often as it moves away, it starts to leak and it leaks. And if you see a sponge that was absorbed or soaked or submerged into liquid today, and look at the same sponge who was removed to another within a day, it's as if the sponge never got anything. And so we recognize that we cannot live today with God and, and tomorrow without him. You know, what amazed me is that last night we went to Roxton where we had the retreat. And as I entered the house, totally not thinking about the retreat, just entered the house to remove some articles that person left and asked me to collect. And as I opened the door and I entered, I found myself starting to worship. It was as if a residue of what happened over the weekend was there. And I'm realizing, so how do I create that even in my own home? Because the last thing we did in Roxton was to worship. So worship was left there. 
So if I continue to worship, if worship is what I offer in my home every day, what will be there but worship? If I do not allow any other thing to come in by what I watch or what I read or what, by what I listen to, nothing can remove the worship because worship is what was offered in that same space. And it blew my mind because as, as I went in and as even when I came out, I was moving around in the barn and all I wanted to do was to worship because I entered a space that had residual presence of worship. And I said, God, so if I find that in my home, or wherever I have control over. Because I, I really don't have control over where we work. Huh? We don't have control over where we go to the supermarket or on the road. But we have control over our homes. And if in my home there is arguing and there is anger. and there is, It means that that is the residual of what is dictating all my life. is. That is what I am bringing into my home. That is what I am watering my home with. But if when I go home, there is praise. And I can enter in. And as I enter in, I just want to worship. I just want to adore. I just want to worship. I just want to lift God up. It means that is what I have been filling my space with. And so I recognize I cannot be with Jesus and continue to live the way I am accustomed to living. I cannot live with Jesus and be empty. I cannot live with Jesus and walk around being angry. I cannot live with Jesus and demonstrate any other action or emotion than one that comes from being in the presence of Jesus. The sponge away from any form of liquid is dry. The sponge is naturally a dry object. But when submerged, it now becomes very moist and saturated with whatever that fluid is. And the same thing God is saying to you and I this morning. Like the sponge, let us stay around Jesus so we can be filled. Let the sponge, let us stay in the presence of the living God so that he can saturate us and fill us. Like the sponge, Lord, I am saying to you this morning, it is my desire to be filled. Peter and John were able to stand and communicate and share courageously and to be compassionate because they were with you, God. And if I am not with you, even if I'm reading the word, I can read the word and not be with him. I can sing songs and not be with him. It has to be intentionally engaging God. Where I say, because even this morning, I was singing, but I realized my mind was going all over the place. And it's like when I caught up, I said, but God, my lips are singing, but my mind is all over the place and my heart is not engaged. And I had to stop and I said, no, I am going to engage you. I am going to be intentional this morning to engage you. And so I'm realizing that we can be doing the churchified stuff. 
but we are not engaging. We are not with Jesus. And so this morning, I want us to just to stop and to see in your own life, because God has a way of showing us, revealing to us our own actions and our inactions. He has a way of showing us where we have been dry and we have remained dry, even though we are doing the churchified stuff. He has a way of showing us that we have yet to come to that place to engage him because we have yet to accept the salvation that comes from him. He has a way of showing us and he calls us into that place because he wants to have relationship with us. He wants us to be bold enough to say it is in the power of Jesus why I can do what I do. It is in the power and in the name of Jesus why I can live the way I live. It is in the power and in the name of Jesus why I can go and speak and overlook and become compassionate. It is in the name of Jesus. And so this morning, we just quiet our hearts before him. And we say, Lord, reveal to us where we, like the sponge, we have become dry. Like the sponge, we have been living dry for years. From as long as we have been born, we have been dry. Because we have yet to come into contact with the Holy Spirit. We have yet to come, come in contact with Jesus. We have yet to come in contact with the one who fills us. And remove the dryness. Lord here we are this morning the question is have you been with Jesus it's a question that speaks to our position it speaks to our status it says today have you been with Jesus today it speaks to have you ever been with Jesus? Have you, have you reached to that, ever got to that place where you want to make Jesus your Lord? Because Peter and, and John says, salvation is found only in Jesus. Have you received that salvation that comes from him? Have you been with him? Have you gotten to that place where you're saying, God, all that I know is that I have been with me. But today I want to be with you. And if you're hearing me this morning and that is your condition, I, all I want you to say this morning, if you want to be with Jesus, say, Lord, forgive me of all my sins. Come today and be my Lord. I want to be with you. And in your status will change. Because as your status change, your identity changes. You are no longer your own, but you now belong 
to the king of kings. You now recognize that you are who you were created to be. And positionally, you may have changed your status, but because life has not gone the way we want it to go, or we have been disappointed, or we carry hurts and anger and pain, positionally, today we can be off. We can be distracted by life. And we have not been with him today. We could have been here this morning worshiping and as I said to you, I was singing the songs. But my mind was all over the place and I did not engage him. And like me, you may have reached that place where you recognize that, Lord, I was singing, but I wasn't with you. And he's still extending his hands towards you and he says, come. Come and engage me today. Come and be intentional in what you do today. Come and be with me. Come and be with me. And you may say, well, you know what? I got up this morning and I read my scriptures. I did my devotions. And I prayed. But you could have done that and you still weren't with him. Because it could have been more like a, a ritual. Something that you're doing because you know this is what I do. Because he's saying that when you have been with him, no one can deny it. No one can ignore the changes I do and make in you. And so, Father, I thank you for your word to us and in particular to me this morning. That you demonstrate in me that, Lord, I can sing the songs because I know them. Yet, I wasn't with you. You demonstrate, Father God, that we can do the churchified things. We know what to do. We know how to pray because we have mastered it from praying over the years. We know the songs because we have rehearsed them and we sing them every week. We know them. We know, we read the word and we know it. We can even quote the scriptures. But you're showing me this morning, God, that I can do all of that and still not be with you. And so, Father, like the sponge, I come this morning. Like the sponge, Lord, I, I pray that everyone who is listening to the sound of my voice will come this morning. And say, Lord, I do not desire to be dry anymore. I want to be saturated with you. Like the sponge, we want to be submerged. We want you to so possess us, God, that every tissue, every cell, every part of our being, our thoughts, our actions, or inactions speaks to the fact that we have been with you. Father, make us that vessel. Make us into that vessel, God, 
that you can confidently pour yourself in because others looking on even without us knowing will know that we have been with you father we just thank you this morning for your word we pray father that it will not be a word just for today but that is a word god that we we'll reflect on every single day was i with jesus today Was I with Jesus today, even though I did everything that we consider to be done? Was I with Jesus today? Was I with Jesus today? Did Jesus get an opportunity to impact me or influence me today? That's the question, Lord, I pray that we'll be asking every day. That as we're about to do or to respond or to live or to whatever we do, that we will respond by asking ourselves, were we with Jesus today? So make us that vessel, Lord. Make us that vessel. Make us into that vessel that you want us to be. Lord, we came here with nothing but all that you have given us. Jesus, bring new wine. Bring new wine, God. New wine. New wine in me. New wine this morning, God. I cannot live today from yesterday's blessing, yesterday's anointing. I cannot live today from the retreat's anointing. I need a refreshing. I need new anointing today. So Lord, I'm coming. I want to be with you. I want to be with you, God.
vessel God that you want us to be we came this morning with nothing only thing we brought God is what you have given us but we recognize God in everything that we came with our clothes God our purses our, our, our possessions God it's nothing because Lord it is you who gave it to us it's nothing if we weren't with you 
This at this time of spending together, God, is nothing if we were not with you. It was like wasted time if when we walk away, God, we were not with you. Lord, it is our desire this morning to be with you. It is our desire, God, not only to just be with you today in this service, but to be with you after this service, to be with you tomorrow, to be with you next week, to be with you next year. It is our desire, God, to be with you every second of the day. Because a second without you, Lord, who knows what can happen? A second without you. One second without you. And Lord, the witnesses that we leave. But Lord, we recognize that being with you, leave witnesses, God, that none can deny your power. None can deny that you are God and that by your power of your name, God, people can be healed, people can be delivered, people can be set free. Oh, God. Thank you, Father. Make us into that vessel. That's my heart this morning, God. Make me into that vessel that you want me to be. Lord, none of us likes to be crushed. None of us, Father, likes to be pressed. But Lord, that's the only way you're going to get the wine. So Lord, Help us. Help us, Father, to be joyful at all times. Help us, Father God, to come before you with dancing and praising, even in the fire. Help us that when the water seems as if we cannot paddle anymore and we seem as if we're going to drown, God, that we will still give you praise because you promised that you will take us through these moments. So Lord, give us the opportunity to be with us, be with you, God, because it changes everything. Time with you changes our perspective. Changes, Father God, how we see others. Changes how we communicate with others. Changing, oh Father, the confidence that I have. Time spent with you, Lord, changes everything about me. Father, and the question you still ask, have you been with Jesus today? Father, we just thank you. And as we go today, Lord, we go with the confidence that you are with us. We go with the assurance that you are with us. We go knowing that you are with us. We go knowing that not only are you with us, Lord, but you are protecting, you are providing, you are sustaining, you are sheltering, because you are everything we need. And so may the Lord bless you today. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and grant you 
his peace. So go today. Go today knowing that you must be with Jesus. You have to be with Jesus. Have a great and a blessed week.
was lost, but he brought me in. Oh, his love for me. Oh, his love for me. Who the sun sets free. Oh, is free.
Two. 